Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Just Church Won't Cut It with the Josiahs. This is episode 10, and today's topic will be bondage to sin and to debt. Um, we're just going to have a conversation about, I mean, there's a lot of things that we can be in bondage to, but those are really the main ones that we're going to highlight and talk about today. Um, and obviously, sin being in bondage there, we know that sin leads to, to death, and we definitely don't want to be in bondage to sin, especially the fact that Christ called us to be free and be free in him. So that's what we should be shooting for every day is freedom in him, because if we're not free, it's our choice. We choose not to be free because he has extended it to everyone, freedom in him um, through salvation in Christ. So it's available to all. We just have to to choose and, and do our part and submit, surrender, and accept him as our Lord and Savior and do our part. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, okay. That is, you are, you, we, you are absolutely right. You know, we just have to do our part. I'm, yeah, I'm leaving that on. <laughs> You're absolutely right. We just have to do our part. Um, hmm. You know, but that's the part, you know, that's the part that, you know, we have a responsibility, but then that's the part that's not easy. The The world has designed, the world is designed to make, make it difficult for us to make that choice to, to be free, to be free, be free to live, you know, because living, um, being free from sin is being free to live, being free from sin is being free in Christ. Being free from sin is being free from death. Being free from sin is being free to decide to serve the Lord and let the Lord dominate your flesh, let his spirit dominate your flesh dominate your body even though living to the we live in this world as human being you know we still live in the flesh where everything is designed to appeal to our flesh but then you know we want to ask ourselves like you know what is what is bondage because there's different levels of bondage there's you know different levels of of bondage here yeah, there's physical bondage there's spiritual bondage and there's emotional bondage mm -hmm. um so the first bondage starts with the spiritual bondage first because the spiritual bondage is what leads to all the other bondage and things that we get trapped into so the first bondage is when we disobey god we fall into death we fall fall into sin we fall into, we end up in a place of death. You know, the scripture say, the scripture says, the wages of sin is death. So when we sin and disobey God and go against his rule, go against his laws, the things that he's written, the instructions he's given us to follow so that we stay on track, that they do the things to please him. When we go against those things, then we are entering into a place of 
Entrapment, really. Entrapment. You know, he tells us those things to like, like he first he knows he created us, so he knows us. Like he knows like what our flesh consists of, right? He knows what like he even knows what our sinful desires are consist of. So when he says don't do like the commandments or things throughout the Bible that they say abstain from this, don't do this, don't do that. There is a clear reason as to why he's telling us that because you can get caught up in something and be trapped. You know what I'm saying? Like you might not come out of that thing. You know, it could be, it could be anything. It could be falling into, you know, premarital sex with the, with this man. And then now you have a, a soul tie connection and you can't figure out how you're going to be free of this person mm-hmm. and you're trapped. And then that cycle continues. You never get married and you just continue to be in that relationship and relationship and relationship. And that sin got you trapped mm-hmm. right there. It could be experimenting with some 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 drug that you knew you weren't supposed to be messing with. And now you're addicted and you trapped mm-hmm. in that. Um, I mean, it could be it so many, so many, many things that it could be gambling. You know what I mean? Don't, you know, mess around and lose your whole house, you know what I mean? Because you couldn't control yourself. So there's things that that he says specifically not to engage in because he knows how the flesh is where if you get too attached, you might not be able to be free. Um, and obviously we know through the spirit of Christ, through the blood of Christ, like there is freedom, but what if you don't know how to get to that spot? Right. So, so you know, in this world... Of the heaven and the earth, uh, this world, this thing called life that we're living in, you know, there's two, there's only two masters. There's only two masters. No matter how you slice it, there's only two masters. It's either the Most High God or the devil. Mm-hmm. There's either good righteousness according to the Most High or sin, mm-hmm. destructions and death. According to Satan, so when we disobey God knowingly or not knowingly, could be generational disobedience of God, ancestral disobedience to God. That could affect us for generations to come. With it puts us in bondage. <laughs> it puts us in bondage, you know. So something that our great 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 grandparents did hmm. that yeah, generational bondage. The Lord was upset about now gener- two, three generations to come. You can still be dealing with it. We could still be dealing with it. Yeah. So now we're dealing with a curse now from generational ancestral uh, uh, curse disobedient that led us into bondage and captivity and then once we are sentenced to bondage and captivity because of our disobedience and our sin to God then everything else comes along with it yeah death poverty misery pain sorrow strife strife yeah you know Unrest, you know. So 
it's very important for us to decide what master do we serve? Who's our master? Mm -hmm. Do we serve the Most High, the Lord? Or do we give into our flesh and give into bondage and give into captivity and give into the devil that leads to leads to death? Yeah, trap being trapped, and that's okay. So, so all right, now um, let's let's turn this uh, let's turn to Second Timothy chapter two twenty five to twenty six. Gently instruct those who who oppose the truth. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's heart and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. For they have been held, cap uh, held captive by him. To do whatever he wants. Yeah. Yep, yeah, that pretty much is what we just talked about. So yeah. So sitting whole plan, whole goal is to, you know, is to get you to sink. And keep it there. And once you sink, you fall into his trap, you fall into his hand his his arm, you fall into his trap, and he keeps you there to do whatever he wants you to do. Mm -hmm. So then you know. One one little sin can just lead to the next thing. It might seem like, oh, it's just this. Oh, it's just that. Oh, it's just one time. But it's a trap. Like, a trap is never easy to get out. No. <laughs> a trap is designed to keep you there forever. And typically when something is trapped, what do they trap stuff for? They never trap stuff for, for good. If you're hunting an animal and you trap the animal, you're probably not keeping it for a pet. You're probably going to keep it mm -hmm. to get it, to kill it, or to destroy it, to eat it, mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't remember seeing people get trapped for for good. Like, it's not just, you don't get trapped for fun, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. um, it usually leads to death. Either you're going to get eaten up, you're getting devoured, and you're not going to be, you're not just going to be there chilling with, 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 with Satan. It's going to be, the end is, is bad. Yeah, and then also we have to remember that Any individual that opposed the truth, meaning that the truth is the gospel, God's word in the Bible, any individual that opposed the truth and say that God's word is not the truth, we need to be praying for God to change those people's heart. Because that's where Satan wants you want, want people to be. Be at a place where you, you're in disbelief. Don't believe the things of God. Don't believe the things that God is saying. Don't believe that God's word is true. Don't believe that he is true. Don't believe that Christ is a true savior. That's what Satan wants us to be. Mm -hmm. But we need to pray for those who oppose the truth so that God can change their heart. Because if God doesn't change that, if, if God doesn't change their heart, then guess what? They're tools, tools for Satan to use however he wants to use them. And that's bondage. Because now, when you're in bondage, you can't function to your full ability. Your, 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 
abilities, your you can't grow, you can't develop, you can't mature, you can't everything about you, everything about you starts to die when you're in bondage. And then also you're being controlled, meaning that now you have a master, which is Satan, controlling you to do things that will lead you to destruction. To destruction. It makes it harder for you to even get out of what you're already in. So we have to pray for one another. Uh, we have to pray for God to just change people's hearts, remove people's hearts of stone, replace their hearts of flesh, help people make the better choice to make Christ their master over Satan, and help people believe and understand that the word of God is true is the is the truth the living truth that we have mm -hmm. so yeah and um, at the end of the day some sometimes we don't even really believe or even know that we're in captivity we don't even know that we're in bondage you know what I mean and so to what you're saying you know just praying for people that don't know Christ or that know him even, but are in bondage due to something um, that they would like wake up, you know what I mean? And realize it because it's like fighting a battle. Like how can you fight a battle that you don't know that you're in? Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, obviously like you can pray for yourself, but like once you, once you like know, Oh snap, I'm dealing with this from my childhood. Oh, wow. Okay. Now you know, and then you can begin to pray about it and begin to seek freedom. So pray that people can, that light can be shed and that they can realize some of the things and the battles and things that they're going through. And then begin to, I mean, obviously the Lord can free anybody, whether you know or not, but if more people know the things that they're dealing with and, and the bondage that they're in, then correct. Yeah, like you can, you can seek freedom from right, it. You know right. what I'm saying? So, and I'm right on you. We just got to be praying for people about that. But um, just want, I just want everybody to be free. And that's what Christ wants. Because when you get to that place of freedom in him, it's just a very, very sweet place to be. And it's like, no matter what is happening in the world, no matter what is happening in your life, like, you're, you're safe and you're comfortable and you can just rest in him and nothing else really matters. You know what I mean? Even though things may get rocky, like you still have that assurance. Absolutely. So. No. And, and the thing is, you know, the world live in the world have so many solutions to problems. There's problem. Obviously there's so much problem in the world. That even a blind person can see, even a deaf person can hear. It's obvious that we have so much problem in this in this world. Mm -hmm. Terrible things that's going on in this world, and this world has answer and has solution to this to mm -hmm. these problems. They have their answers and solutions to these problems, and they will come and tell you that hey, mentally ill, we have you know there's pills for it side effects hey hey 
gender confusion, hey, guess what? We have a a therapist for that. We have you confused about your gender? Hey, we have solution for that. Hey, you don't want to carry this child? We have solution for that. Yeah, I was talking to um, talking to this 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 lady the other day, and uh, she recently lost her husband uh, back in March, and she was just telling me that she had went to the doctor. This was right when they buried her him, or right before. And so she, you know, wasn't eating a lot and, you know, she was just going through it. She was, she was mourning. She was hurting. And they prescribed her some de antidepressants, some antidepressant pills, like off the break. Like, not that she had a history of depression or anything. Like she went in, like, she's going through something traumatic, you know, with her husband that she's been married to for like five years. And they were like, oh, here you go. Take these. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And she was saying that she... She took him and she she took him once and she didn't like how it made her feel or whatever. But I, I just just thought about that when you talk about how they are always quick to offer a solution. And mm -hmm. that ain't the solution, you know what I mean? Because if she continued to take those, like Lord knows where, you know, where that could uh you know, it works for some people, but that that's their solution. They already have something that they are programmed and ready to get somebody hooked on something or um offer their solution. So I just, just mm -hmm. share that. Yep. So this world has their solution to the problems that we are facing in this world. So their solution, the world's solution to our problem has nothing to do with God. Has nothing to do with leading you back to God or leading you to a place where God will be pleased with you. The world's solution has nothing to do with leading you to living a holy or righteous life. The world solution is to lead you to death. So and then and so then we ask this question, who's your master? Who is your master? Because if Satan is your master, then guess what? Bondage is the only thing that he offers bondage, and death to capture you first and kill you if possible. And you know what? Romans talks all all throughout Romans. Like it's ta it talks a lot about um, slaves being slavery, sla slave to sin, slave to Christ. Um, and like, who's your master? You know what I mean? Like who you going to serve? So, I'm going to touch on Romans 6, 14 through 18. It says, sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean that we can go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that you became the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You, can't, you can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or... You can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God. Once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Now you are free.
from your slavery to sin and you have become slaves to righteous living. Amen. Amen. So that right there is pretty much it all right there in a nutshell. You know, and it says being slave to Christ. Mm-hmm. Like the thing is like a slave to Christ, like, but you're really free. Absolutely. You know like you're not slave yeah. to sin. You're it, it leads to death, but slavery to Christ is life. It's rewarding. Yeah. And rewarding is eternal life. Yeah. And slave to sin, the reward of sin is death. And that's what Satan, so when we sin, when we when we were living in a rebellious state of life and we're constantly sinning and just in submission to Satan's will, then guess what? Every sin that we sin, guess what? We our, it requires our life. Because it's the wages of sin is death. So meaning that every time you sin, Satan has a mark, a mark on you. Every time you sin, he has a mark on you, mark on you, mark on you, mark on you. You all Owe him life. You owe him life. You owe him life. You owe him life. You owe him life. The witches are saying is death. So when you get to a point where you continue to sin without repentance for a while, and God's giving you grace and giving you all this time to repent and free and be set free from death. When God gives you that time and you don't answer that call within time, guess what? Satan gonna come cash his check one day. He's going to come cash his check like, hey, guess what? You've been sinning this whole time. Guess what? All this sin that you've been sinning this whole time, guess what? I'll introduce you to it. That sin belonged to me. That was my stuff. So because you used it, you owe me your life. You, I'm your master. I'm going, I am going. come for your soul because, hey, you owe me. All the sin that you were sinning, guess what? Satan, hey, Satan was the one to manufacture that. So when God gave you grace long enough and you... Don't take that time to repent or answer that call to turn to God and surrender your life. Then guess what? Satan's gonna come one day to cash that check. Let's say, hey, guess what? Knock on the door. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why we have to like always examine ourselves, right? We have to slow down and examine because if we just go on, go on, go on and just living, you know, and and maybe you know we just said like maybe you won't know, but like if you take the time. And you examine your life and examine where you are and just be be honest and be yes. real with yourself. Like, okay, well, why am I here? Okay, have I, have I, you know, how am I living my life? Have I made Christ's decisions or have I made my own decisions, you know? And just really line your life, your decisions up to the word and Christ's characteristics and, and just see. You know, like that's a good start. If you're like, oh man, like I don't really know. Well, just just begin to examine the decisions that you made and examine why you made those decisions. Examine that. Um, and then be praying about it. You know what I mean? Just get into that quiet place with the Lord and just say, Lord, you know, show me. And he will reveal and he will show you those things. But we have to get to that place. And, and really getting to that place requires humility because to even get to that place like, oh, Lord, show me me or show me you. You have to humble yourself to even get to that place. But um, tr- trust me, when you get to that place and you're asking him, he's going to reveal himself and he's going to show you you and he's going to show you him um, and show you where you've been and show you where you're going and show you where he wants you to be um, and where you can be in him. So just take that time and just examine. 
And of course, it's, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. You know, nobody said it was going to be easy as long as we live in this flesh. It's always gonna, it's going to be difficult. This world is designed to make it difficult for us to live to not be free. in the spirit, live with the spirit of Christ in this world. It's difficult. It's going to be difficult. But then we have to discipline. We have to discipline. We have to try. We have to fight. We have to fight for our life. We have to fight for our life. You, you know, you don't want to die here and then face eternal death after die die twice. You know, fight for your life. At least, you know, suffer here and then enjoy later. But at least have have that choice to say that, you know what, I'm going to choose life. I'm going to choose life no matter what this world has to offer. I'm going to choose life. And everything that this world offers, think about it. Think about it. Everything that this world offers just leads to death. The world, the world don't have any solution to, to the actual problems that we're that, that most people are going through. Demon possessed, they call it mentally ill. But demon possessed, the scriptures talks about how you deal with that. Lay hands on these people and cast these demons out, like Christ did. And like the apostles and the disciples did, cast these demons out. Mm-hmm. We don't need no pills. We don't need no doctor, from uh, pharmacist to come tell us, I'll oh, take this pill to have side effect that will lead you wanting to commit, take your life. God forbid. Of course, that's what Satan wants you to do. Cut it short. Hmm. You know, so we have to fight, fight for your life, meaning that. Now, and don't fight for your life with your own strength. Fight for your life by making that choice to say what to say to yourself and say to the world, say to Satan that, hey, today I choose life. Satan, I rebuke you. Get away from me. I choose life. I choose Christ and freedom and freedom. You know, and we're, we're talking about bondage. We're talking about bondage. This bondage leads to so many things. Because too many, too many bondage leads to so many terrible things. Poverty. Poverty. When you're in bondage, some of, some of the things that you experience is poverty. Yeah. You know, you talked about generational, generational curses, right? But there's mm-hmm. generational poverty as well, which is also a curse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... But then we also have to look at why we are, and this won't be all the reasons as to why we are where we are, but why we are where we are. Um, because, again, the, the system, one, one thing you have to understand is when it comes to poverty or when it comes to debt, we have to understand that the world that we live in and the systems that are created to keep us in bondage, to pretty much, to pretty much just 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 own us, and to we are here for them to make money off of us. We're products. Yeah, like we are here. We are a means for them to have income. That is what we are. And so the system, they said, okay, well, you know what? We'll make them pay for a lot of money for education. And we'll charge them a lot of interest and we can make money off of education. So we'll create an education system where they have to pay to get education, to get good jobs. So they teach us. 
Mm-hmm. That's what's promoted. Mm-hmm. And then, so there we have interest there. Borrow money and getting all this debt there. And then, oh, well, you know what? You're going to you want a car that works? Well, a nice shiny car. You're going to pay for that as well. And then you're going to have interest on that. So we can get them, we can get money from them from houses, cars, and education. And so the same thing with mortgages. You know, I promote home ownership and, you know, we own our home and everything like that. But it's still, you know, still debt and they make interest, a good chunk of interest from these mortgages as well. Um, but yes, we do need all of these things, right? The system, we do need them. Everybody needs a car. Everybody needs a place to stay. And, um, some form of income, whether it be if you're a business owner, if you, you, you go to school to get a degree, but all of it comes at a cost. And that's one part. The other part is the system knows that folks just don't want to wait for anything. We just tend to not be patient to save. Like back in the day, people would save up before they take that trip. They would save years before they took a trip. Or they would save up to buy the car, save up to buy the house. But they've pushed and promoted, hey, you can have it now. This is all you have to do is have it now and you pay this per month. Oh, even furniture, errands and rent center and all these places. Oh, you want this 70 inch TV? Well, you can pay $50 a week or $50 a month for this TV for XYZ. And by the time you pay for that TV, you'd have bought, you could have bought four TVs. But because we are not patient, we continue to just have to have it now. Even to the point where there are tennis shoes now, like, or t-shirts, tennis shoes, all kinds of items that you can just finance. Like, oh, you don't have it now. And it could be like a hundred bucks. Oh, you don't have it now. Like you can finance and pay you know, $10 a month or $25 a month. So they know that people just don't want to wait and they have to have it now. But again, we talk about the system and how it appeals to the flesh, right? So we, we all want things. There are all things that no matter how, how in the spirit we are, how close to the, to the Lord we are, there are all things that in the physical realm that we would like to have. But Society and the system and these commercials and things, they promote, you can have it now, and this is what you should have, and then people look at what everybody else has, and they want those things, and they appeal to our flesh. And then that makes us make bad financial decisions and purchase things that we don't need and purchase things before we're ready to have them, which leads us to being in debt. Because we can't wait and save. And I've, I've said this a couple of times to, to a lot of people, actually, is that if you ain't got it, you ain't got it. But that means don't necessarily go out and just, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. You know what I mean? Like, just not to be in debt. Um, yeah. You know, we are, <clears throat> we're at war. We're, we're, we're at We've been at war from day one. 
from Adam Eve over to now we are at woe. The spirit and the flesh. The spirit of the most high and the flesh. The flesh is going to be destroyed. The flesh is going to perish. The flesh is going to pass away. The flesh is going back going to go back to the dirt. Now, even though we were, we we are born into this world with nothing and we will leave out this world with nothing. So, no matter what we accumulate in this world, no matter what we achieve in this world, if it's not kingdom achievement through Christ, then it's in vain. It's vanity. No matter what, you can have all the degrees in the world. You can have trillions of dollars. You can be richer than rich, richer than Bill Gates times two. Have all the money. You can have be the, the man of the whole world, the president of the whole world. If it's not through Christ, then it's in vain. It's vanity. You can you 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 can go to all the colleges, the best colleges, and have all the names. Yo, Harvard or whatever, the best suits, the best tie, the best cars, the best houses. If it's not given to you by Christ or through Christ, then it's in vain. So the spirit and the flesh is at war. And everything that this world have designed for us is to appeal to our flesh, to give our flesh more Dominance over our spirit. Mm -hmm. But yet, God is telling us with his word in the Bible that, hey, these things will pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. My word is life. This is the bread of life. Come and eat. If you thirst, come and drink. Eternal life. Come drink from the from the water that never runs dry. Come eat this bread of life that lives forever. But the food that the world offers us leads us to cancer, diseases, the water we drink, the medicines they recommend, the vaccines they've given us. Demon-possessed people are considered consider mentally ill instead of calling it for what it is. It's, it's demon-possessed. There's no such thing as mentally ill. It's demon-possessed. These people got prayed for and demons got cast out. That's what happened. That's what Jesus did. But of course, Satan don't want us to know the truth. Because the truth should, should set you free. Don't want us to know the truth, which is Christ. Don't want us to know the things that Christ did. How he cast out demons and, and how he his, his, his apostles, disciples, cast out demons. Because guess what? If we knew the truth and we were exercising the, the, the power of Christ and casting out demons, guess what? Satan will be in trouble. So, of course. We're in, of course, we are in bondage, living in this world. This is Satan's world. But even though we're living in this world, we're ambassadors, we're passing through. This is not our world, but greater is he who is in us than he who is in this world. 
And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So, don't let Satan keep you in bondage forever. Don't let Satan keep your family in bondage You can get up, pray for them, speak life into their life, encourage them, share the gospel with them. Be truthful to one another, one another. And always, always staying in the scripture. Always stay in the scripture. Because this battle against the flesh, we can't win. On our own, we can't win. By our own strength. No. It's through the Spirit. Through the Spirit of Christ. The Holy Spirit that we're able to overcome. The flesh and overcome this world. And only Christ can set us free from any bondage. Any bondage. Don't let nobody fool you. Don't let nobody tell you any tell you lies and tell you that, hey, guess what? This, you know, this will set you free. This will make you happy. This will take away your, your pain. This will take away your sorrow. This will replace your void. This will, no. If it's not Christ, it's only temporary. If it's not Christ, it's only going to temporarily help you. But then the, the side effect of that is going to lead you to worse condition than you were. So... Christ, it comes back to Christ. Being being in being in obedience to the most high and following Christ's example. And just knowing that Christ already set us free. It said he who the Son sets free is free indeed. A sacrifice was, a sacrifice was made through Christ. His blood was was shed for us to have victory over the kingdom of darkness. For us to have victory over the gifts of hell. For us to have victory over Satan. Christ gave his life. And he lived and resurrected. Because he lives, we live also. And if you're in Christ and Christ is in you. And greater is he who is in you than he who is in this world. So you don't have to be in bondage. Okay. So now, um, uh, Romans chapter 7, verse 24. Say, oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will, who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? So, only person can do that is Christ. Nobody else, nothing else. You know, and our condition, look at look at our condition that we're living in right now. You know, we look at poverty, poverty, just being poor, not having enough. So then we wonder, we wonder by how, 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 how did we end up in this? How is this possible? How did we end up in this situation? Why, why are we so poor? 
Why? It seems to be no help. Why are we in this bondage, this captivity? It seems to be no way out. You know, and the Lord talks about it. You know, he told us, he told us exactly, you know, what would happen in the book of Deuteronomy. You know, told us we are supposed to be the head, not the tail. We're supposed to be above and not beneath. So how do we end up at the bottom? How do we end up being the tail and not the head? Through disobedience to him. We disobey the Lord. The Lord punish us. We disobey the Lord. The Lord punish us and, 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 and puts punishment in our path to correct us. Hopefully we'll learn from it. But his, his intention for us is for us to be the head, not the tail, be above and not beneath. His intention for us is for us to live. He can't he say he 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 offer us life, life more abundantly. His wish, his wish is not for us to perish and pass. That's not for us. And that's why he sent Christ to come down across for our sins, so that whosoever believes in him shall not perish. So all we all we have to do is believe in Christ and believe that he's the truth. And the only way to Christ, the only way to the most high, that Christ is the only way to the most high. All we have to do is believe in him and 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 and, and receive him and accept him as a Lord and Savior. And repent. And then Christ come, the, the spirit of Christ comes in, in, in us and starts a new work. And we become a new creature in Christ. And then we start, then we have a new master. The old things has passed. Now we have a new master, we're a new creature. So now, instead of being slaves to sin, slaves to our flesh, now we can be, we can be slaves to Christ and through, through righteousness. So now, our heart desires the things the Lord desires. Our eyes see the things that the Lord sees, and our ears hear the things the Lord hears, and we speak according to how the Lord wants us to speak. So we have to decide. We have to decide who, who we want as our master. And there's no reason anybody, anybody should have to be stuck with death and death and being bondaged to death as their only way as their master there's no there's no reason unless you that's your choice but for those who don't know there's another way out this message is for you to let you know there's a way out and the way out is christ it's repentance repent to the most high repent to christ turn to him ask him to come and be your lord and savior ask him to be your master Denounce Satan today and say, Satan, I want you no more. Satan, this is where it stops. Satan, you're no longer using me for your for your activities. You're no longer using me for, for destruction. You're no longer, I'm no longer letting you use my life and, 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 and suck my life dry. I'm no longer letting, no. Satan, this is where it stops. You're no longer my master, Satan. And Christ said his yoke is easy. Christ, <clears throat> Christ Christ is calling you to take all your cares and your burdens, everything that your cares and your burdens that you, he said, cast it, cast it onto him. 
Cast it all onto him, onto Christ, because he cares for you. He cares for you. The Lord cares for you. Christ cares for you. The world doesn't care for you. The government doesn't care for you. The system doesn't care for you. The world can't get you to heaven. The world don't know how to get you to heaven. The world can't teach you how to get to, get to heaven. The world don't have that answer. The world, the world can only teach you how to please your flesh and how to appeal to your flesh. And that's why everything we are controlled by, we're controlled by wealth, the riches of this world. Don't care how this person got their money, as long as we know that they're the richest person, the whole world respects them. As long as this person, don't care what kind of person it is, as long as this person have money, this person can decide your faith and decide decide what laws will be passed on your behalf. That's how the world the world works. But with God, it's not about money. It's not about the things of this world. It's not about achievements of this world. It's about submission to his will. You know, we talk about the flesh a lot. So like if you if you're wondering like well what does that mean? Right? That a great way to explain that is your senses. It's attached to a lot of your senses, right? So your flesh, meaning something that may appeal to the eye. You may look at it and be like, man, mm. she looks good. Man, he sure is fine. Okay. That is your eyes see something, your eyes like it. Okay, that's flesh. Now, it could also be, you know, even a fancy car, a car that you've always dreamed of because it looks good. And because it looks good, it makes you feel good, right? So your senses, your feelings, a lot of times you can be like, okay, yes, that's your flesh. When you eat something good that you know, that chicken, that fried chicken that's in all that gravy and all that, you know it's not good for you. But guess what? We eat it. Why? Because it tastes good. Our flesh loves it. Our flesh likes That's it. That's true. Right? Then things that we you may listen to. You might listen to some music that, mm. you know, some some bump and grind, slow jam music. Because why? You like how it sounds. It makes you feel good. So mm -hmm. those are all like flesh things. And it can be even things that you that you touch, that you that you, you know, or you or smell. It there's that is your your physical body liking things, and you can like things for different re different reasons. And there's your your emotional flesh as well. That you know, there's emotional things that are attached to it as well. So those are when we talk about the flesh. That's just some examples as to it's things that you like. You things that you like. You either see it. You you like how it feels. You like how it sounds. You like how it looks. That is stuff of of your flesh. And then once you can understand what those things are and you can have control over those things and not allow your flesh and your desires to um, consume you and then you operate by what Christ wants, by his spirit, then you can, yes, maybe you may, oh, you may have an urge for something. You know, mm, the spirit will convict you and be like, nope, that's not what I want for you. Um, or you'll be able to turn stuff down that you weren't able to turn down before because 
the spirit of Christ is more dominant versus your flesh and just giving in to yourself. And a lot of times it's easy to just say yes to yourself, right? We're grown people. We can buy what we want. We can go where we want. We can talk to who we want to. Like we pretty much can do whatever we want, right? The Lord gives us free will. So that's why it's so important to be guided by the spirit because we can do whatever we want, but we just should not. And we should, you just should not do whatever you want. It should be about what Christ wants. That is where we have to be. So, um, just want to just break that whole flesh piece down a little bit because it's important to understand the flesh and the spirit. So things that you may want your physical self versus the spirit, the spirit of Christ that will, will guide you to what you should be doing and what's right. And then more importantly, desires of his heart. So things of him. So he's never going to encourage you to do something that, that is not of him. So if you like, Ooh, nah, he, the, the spirit of Christ is not going to send you down the wrong path. So it's likely just your flesh saying, yes, do this is not the spirit of Christ. So once you're aware and you're more tapped into the spirit of Christ, you'll be able to differentiate the difference where, okay, was that Christ speaking to me? Was that the spirit speaking or was that my flesh? A lot of times you can determine the difference. And I know for me, if I hear, if I know clearly when it's something that I want or it's me or if it's the spirit speaking to me because I'm like, nope, that definitely wasn't me. That definitely was the Lord because that's not what I wanted to do. That's not how I wanted to deal with it. Um, but the Lord said something different. So it's usually very, very, very clear. So That's right. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll get back to talking a little bit more about this debt piece because the Lord wants us to be free all around um and we just have to be very careful like you said like the system is designed to take from us it's designed to lead towards death and ultimately he wants us to be free he wants us to be financially free as well um you know in proverbs 22 and 7 it says just as the rich rule the poor so the borrower is servant to the lender right so like we all we all borrow right and we're talking about this it doesn't mean that we're exempt from it because we borrow as well but what we have to do is become conscious that we shouldn't be slaves to, to the system um, or to anybody other than Christ, quite frankly. But we have to be conscious of what we're borrowing, how much we're borrowing, and be working towards freedom. Because as long as As long as they control you and you owe them something, then they'll just be able to control you whenever and they'll have like power over you. Um, and it's just even like right now with, with so many, with all this COVID stuff and where they're like threatening like the government, oh, well, if you don't get the vaccine and you can't do can't this, yeah, you can't work, right? And so... Like that essentially is bondage. Like, you can't eat. Yeah. Can't work. Can't eat. So you're you're in bondage because of bondage to even to that job, really. You know what I mean? To that to that system where you're not free to make the decisions that you want to make that you believe is right because you slave to the system. You slave to the job. That's right. You know what I mean? And we shouldn't be slaves to to any of that. No. No. None of that. Um, but. A lot of people are putting that situation now where they have to make some decisions, you know what I mean? But 
miss a whole miss a whole lot of, of, of pieces that go with just being um in bondage to the system but ultimately strive to be debt free like we don't don't borrow more than you can pay back um but if you don't have to borrow don't borrow um yeah, be patient the scriptures want us to be lenders not borrowers yeah so um but unfortunately you know we are you know find ourselves being more borrowers than lenders yeah. you know unfortunately but that don't that's not way you have to end right exactly so um so you know uh yeah so the borrower is a servant to the lender mm -hmm. you know um you know and and sometimes we have to do what we have to do but you know in your mind remember in your mind that you are entitled to freedom meaning that being free in Christ meaning they're free from poverty free from having to borrow free from anything that this you know um, that this world has to offer free from it you have that freedom and know I know we are born into this world where we are, we only know this world and we are accustomed to this world so we feel like this is all this is what we have and this is all there is to it but no no we are not entitled to anything this world has to offer this world we are passing through this world we are going to be leaving everything in this world you know what we have to be okay with because when stuff hits the fan and as we get closer to the to the end game mm -hmm. right like you have to be okay with being without without because a time will come where they like, hey, if you don't if you don't get this mark, then you don't work. If sure you don't get, get the vaccine. Mark, you don't get to eat. You don't get you don't get to get this car. You don't get to get your paycheck. You don't go you to don't, the grocery store. Yeah, so you know, nothing. You don't travel. Nothing. If you are so like you feel like you have to have all these things that we have, these physical, tangible things that we have, and like you you already can't be without and you have to have it. How are you gonna make out when stuff hits the fan? And you have to make some decisions, you know what I mean? And that's exactly where the world want and Satan wants us to get trapped. Dependent because on them. Exactly. And that's why all these new things, we have new technology, new gadgets. It used to take years, mm -hmm. years for new gadgets to come out. And then it went from years to like new gadgets, two, three, three, two, three models or four models in the same year. Where the flesh appealing to the flesh, appealing to the flesh, appealing to the flesh. You want the next thing, next thing, new thing, next thing, new thing, next thing. But see, that's a part of the. But that, but that right there, like you get so conditioned to having everything right now, you don't have to wait for it. If you know you don't have the money, you can have whatever you want right now. But the the alternative, just put it on lease, lease yeah. it. Now the alternative is, what if you have to make some decisions to not have it, right? So that's like. If you don't, if you don't do this, then you won't be able to get this. Considering how people are doing whatever to get things now, exactly. if you're put in that situation, like I'm not feeling confident that majority of of, of even Americans are going to be able to say, no, we're so used to getting everything we want right away. Exactly, and that's and, and no, having no patience, and and that's that's where the problem is because the sensitivity of the flesh is, is so mm. is highly you know increased to the point that 
we are thinking with our flesh and not thinking with, with our minds or our spirit. So then when, when if things get, gets tough, where you can't have access to everything, um, no internet, power goes out, no social media, no phone, no sports team, no, um, 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 you know, concerts and your favorite artists, you can't see them, you can't hear from them anymore, nor, you know. So then what happens? Is your life going to be wrong because these things that you're used to feeding your flesh is no longer, it stops coming. What's going to happen? You know, really, it's like say no to some things like that now and start to abstain from some of those things now. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, don't, don't, just because you, even like, just because you can't, actually, you know what? <laughs> um, there was, was an article, um, and the, the title of it was, uh, well, it is, is 60% of millennials earning over $100,000 live paycheck to paycheck. Mm. Right? So $100,000, that's, that's, that's some good money. That's some really good money right there. But it really doesn't matter how much people make. People live, this is 60%, paycheck to paycheck, which means they are pretty much in debt. Poverty. Okay? So it doesn't matter if it's 200000 300000 whatever, because of the lifestyle that they, they are living, right? Bondage. And they just spend and just spend and just spend. And just in, in full transparency, you know, when I was, <sighs> before we got out here, came out here working a, a pretty good job, you know, and I was at Best Buy and a really good, good salary. And, but I was a little bit younger and it's amazing how time can just change so quickly in your mind, your growth can just happen just like this. But like, we didn't have, we didn't have no, but we did not have a budget, you know, like whatever we wanted, we would just get, we'd spend, like we just, just pretty much live freely, you know what I mean? And then still even use credit cards, like just because, you know what I mean? And And the mindset wasn't debt free. That wasn't the mindset. It was like, okay, we just gonna worry about it right now. You know, we building some stuff and we just pretty much just got and did whatever we want. But now, you know, for the past couple of years, like the mindset has been a lot different where we like budget and, you know, have been focusing on paying off debt. So I'm saying this in transparency to say that it does not happen overnight. You may be in that cycle of, oh, man, I have all this debt and stuff. Oh, I have bad spending habits. I just keep buying stuff. I can't stay off of Amazon. Right. So. That could be you now, but like it does all you have to do is just 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 get it and just understand that you know what? I'm not gonna be in debt forever. I am gonna be debt free. And then start changing some of your behaviors. It can just be, you know what, I'm gonna have a budget. Just start with that. Let me know what money is coming in, let me know what money is going out. Where am I spending money that I don't need to? Am I being a good steward of my money? Exactly. Right? And then you can begin to make those behavioral changes and start like pulling, like, like trudging away and peeling away at some of the debt and just keep working on it and keep working on it and you will get there. But you're going to have to change some of the behaviors. Self-control. That's it. Self-control. You know, you have to exercise, well, try to exercise Mm self-control, you know, and, and it's not a, it's not a race. So it's not a competition, you know, you know, but Look at yourself, take yourself and, and be truthful to yourself. Be truthful to yourself and, and, and pick a date to start and start 
as soon as possible and say, today I'm going to make this change in my life today, not just for myself, but for my children, mm -hmm. for my children's children to come, for my husband, for my wife, for my, you know, for my parents, you know. Um, but at some point you have to make that choice. Yeah. You have to face it and break, and, and break that break that cycle. And break that cycle because we've been trained to be in debt. We've been yeah. trained to always want the latest, greatest thing. Yep. Get uh, whatever you want. We've been trained to always uh, uh, spend more going out than what's coming in. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been trained to not keep what we earn. Mm -hmm. You know, by the time we, before the paycheck comes out, it's already spent. You know. And you know what? I feel like I gotta I gotta say this, and we've also been trained to, and this is no shade to anybody who has a job, okay? No shade to anybody who is a W two employee, but we've also been trained and conditioned to just work for someone else. Exactly. That school, this because remember, we just talked about bondage. They teach us that they they want us to go to college to get the degrees. That's their mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. They don't teach in school to become a business owner they don't teach now they, they do teach some trades and things like that but i'm pretty sure they don't teach the people who are doing the trades how to come out and be like start their own business mm -hmm. but they don't teach that because guess what business owners you you pay like first of all you pay less taxes right because you can write off more things and there's a lot more freedom when it comes to owning your own business but again they don't teach that because they don't want you to have that freedom and we know because we've been on both sides, you know, more of my life have I been a W-2 employee versus being self-employed and us having our own businesses. So we know what that's like and we know what this is like now. But I'm here to say that if you've had this, this, this vision and this dream of being a business owner and you've had this idea, go for it. And don't let anybody in your family tell you, oh, you can't do it. Oh, no, you should just keep that job. That's going to be more stable. Like... Your freedom awaits you, but you have to take that step and you cannot af be afraid to be free. That's right. And it could be looking scary, like, oh, I'm not going to have that consistent paycheck. But for one, you got to remember who provides, right? Your provider, Christ. If if you believe, right, he, you have to know that he will, will take care of you and he will provide for you. So don't be fearful. Go after your freedom and trust God. And you do that. There'll be layers and layers of freedom that awaits you. So, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And just just remember, remember, this world do not love you. Those colleges <laughs> they don't love you. They don't love you. Those colleges do not love you. They just want your money. Most churches that don't preach the gospel, they don't love you. They just want your money. Everything is designed to be a business transaction. And guess what? You are the product. Yeah. So when you're enjoying these uh, entertainment, uh, 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 you know, the, 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 the best colleges, you know, college life and, you know, the best concerts, the best, everything is designed to suck money out of you, you know, but you have to, you have to decide what kind of person, what kind of person you are. Are you the type of person that will just sit back and just allow that to happen? And uh, are you going to be the one to cripple, cripple your generation? Because poverty, poverty is passed on. Because if a, if if a parent if a parent leaves debt 
if a parent's in debt, if a parent is in debt and they die, then guess what? They're leaving nothing. They left nothing for their for that for that child. They left nothing for their children. They left nothing, and in some cases, you may inherit some of that, depending and on the situation. You know, depending on the situation. But now this child has to, you know, now struggle to somebody struggle to, you know, establish something. You know, hopefully this child's wise enough to, you know, first turn to God first and then, you know, Christ lead him through wisdom or lead her through wisdom on how to get out of this poverty. But and, and all throughout the Bible, it talks about inheritance, inheritance, you know I mean? inheritance and like leaving an inheritance and, and things like that. But it's like, if you're in debt, like if you are in debt, then you, there's no inheritance. There's no inheritance. <laughs> there's no inheritance if you're in debt. So, you know what I mean? So, so now, so now we have another generation facing, yeah. facing this mountain of poverty. All right. So we have to do something different. You know what I mean? Like, it starts with you. No matter, like, what your grandmama did, your parents did, it doesn't matter. Whatever they did, right? And we just think we're thankful for them and everything that they've done for us. But it's not about them right now. It's all about you and what you're going to do different to break the curse, break the cycle, and be free. Period. Be free in Christ. Be free from, from the system and from debt. Be free from all these things, but it all starts with your mindset. Like, what do you are you are you ready to to make the change? Are you ready? And the ultimate freedom is your soul being free. Your soul being free because when your soul is free, guess what? That freedom will trans will transfer into this world also. Mm -hmm. Because when your soul is free in Christ, guess what? You are not attached to this world. So no matter what new invention, new creation this world has, uh, what whatever direction this world's taking, guess what? You're not attached to this world, so you're not going with them. So free yourself from bondage, free yourself from sin, free yourself from debt. And that starts with our choices first. It starts with the choices that we make. You have to decide at some point and say that, you know what, this is what I want. And when you decide that this is what you want, start with Christ first. Start with Christ first, start with God first, the most high first, and then work your way down. Because the scriptures right there, he will guide you and show you those things that you need to clean up in your life yep. to get you to the place of total freedom. And then also the spirit, the Holy Spirit, the word and the spirit will equip you and strengthen you to overcome this world, to overcome the things of this world. And then as you spend time with Christ and his spirit, the spirit, as the spirit trains you and disciplines you, you'll find out, you'll find yourself lacking taste for this world. You'll find your spirit, man, growing stronger and stronger in Christ to where the things of Christ will be more appealing to you. The things of, of, of the Most High will be more appealing to you than the things of this world. But it has to start somewhere. And you have to, we have to, we have to be honest with ourselves and we have to decide who, who is your, you have to decide who is your master. Is Christ your master or is Satan your master? And if Satan is your master and has been your master this whole time and that's not what you want and it's misery 
and it's depression and it's sorrow and it's pain and hurt and you feel trapped and hey guess what hey you have a choice you can say no to Satan today say rebuke the devil and he will flee so rebuke him rebuke him rebuke him and and the person that you see today yourself that you see today it's not it's not where it ends because what God see in you the person that God see you to be is far greater so no matter what you've done no matter what condition you're in no matter what state stage your life is in right now There's nothing too big for God for God to do. He can change your life. He can change anybody's life. He can set anybody free. But God's a gentle God. So we have to make that choice to, to, to say, you know what, Lord, I don't hey, even if you don't know how, say, Lord, I don't know how. It's gonna happen. I don't know how you you're gonna do it, but I believe in your power, I believe in your word, and I'm ready. I'm tired, I'm tired carrying this burden, I'm tired carrying this load. I've been I, 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 I've, I've come to a dead end, Lord, and here am I. Come and, you know, come and do your work in me, your eternal work in me, and 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 I want you to be my master, and then see how the Lord and see how Christ, through His Spirit, you know, will lead you to being a new creature, a new creation, and you'll see how your desires for the things of of Christ will be more tasteful because now you have a new master. Now you have a new, you're a new creature in Christ. So this will, you know, this is for, 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 for everyone out there, you know, uh, whatever level of bondage that you, you're in, um, or situation, or sin or depth that you're in. Hey, Christ, Gave his life to set us all free. Mm -hmm. And the scripture said, He who the Son sets free is free indeed. So come get some of that freedom. Get it. It's there waiting for you. Absolutely. All right, guys and gals. Next time we'll 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 talk to you next week. Y'all be blessed.